0: And he's preaching from, I guess he was taking that literally, preaching from the rooftops. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Um, Don't anybody get any ideas about me standing on the roof? Um, I don't know. Maybe something. Who knows? But uh, I, I remember that. And. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was poor planning or the weather not cooperating, but the picture I have, my grandfather's wearing this heavy, long overcoat, so I don't know if they planned it in the winter or just it got really cold and they weren't, I don't know, but uh, I'm thankful that it's not freezing today and uh, that it's another beautiful day. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Why don't you grab your Bible this morning, if you would, and Take a moment, turn to a few people beside you, and express to them how much you appreciate them. Come on, everybody, participate in that. Find somebody around you to just tell them. In Jesus' name. I'm going to look at technology for a minute. Praise God, I'm thankful for technology, and I despise technology both so anybody have that love hate relationship with technology? Praise God. Mechanical things are a lot easier for me than technology, All right about the time I figure something out, they send an update All right. You know what I'm talking about? About the time I get that, that operating system figured out, they send an update. I was really getting good on Windows. I'm going to date myself now. I was getting really good on Windows 95. And uh, then Windows XP came out. Is that right? Is that what was next? Or 8? I don't remember the order. And then XP stayed out there for a long time. I was really good at it. Then they went to Windows 10 with this whole, man, I was goofed up for a while. And so Windows 10 came out when? Like five, six years ago? And I'm just now starting to get comfortable with it. So it's about time for them to send out a new update, I'm sure, and then I'll get to learn it all over again. But that's technology. I'm thankful God's not that way. I'm thankful God doesn't always change on us. I believe the Lord would like to talk to us today. And I said this last week, but I'm going to say it again, and I may say it again some other time. I believe it's important that it get in our spirit. The Word of God, the living Word of God, is all-powerful. The power of the Word of God to have its way in our lives, and the power of the Word of God to accomplish what it's sent to do in our lives, Is predicated on the fact that we receive the Word of God and it mixes with faith in our hearts. It has to mix with faith in our hearts. The scripture tells of a place where people heard the Word of God, but it didn't do anything. And the reason it didn't do anything wasn't because the Word of God wasn't effective or powerful. The reason it didn't do anything, the scripture says, is because it didn't mix with faith in the heart of the hearer. And so you and I have a participatory part in the working of the word of God and the spirit of God in our lives. It's it mixing with faith. What is does what mixing with faith look like? I'll, I'm looking for an example that some of you, many of you know, but it, it's just the simple example that always works. This is a bottle of water. How many of you, uh, this is group participation. How many of you believe that if you are thirsty, that water can quench your thirst? Raise your hand if you believe that. This, see, this is a hard, no trick questions. Uh, no, keep it up for just a second. I want to see if we have anybody that believes water can quench your thirst. Okay, so my hand's up. All right, so I'm up. Now... It's got, a, it's got a leak. I don't know if you can see that. I was like, man, I'm getting wet. Um, so we believe that. You put your hand, I'm sorry. You can put your hand so we, so we got a lot of people that believe that. So now, I have a bottle of water here. I believe it will quench my thirst. Is my thirst now quenched? Why not? I believe it. I believe it to quench my thirst. You do too. Is my thirst quenched? Why is my thirst not quenched? If I believe, then I'm going to act in faith. People say, oh, now you're talking about works. Well, I'm talking about action on your faith. If I believe something, I act in accordance with what I believe. This is why James could say, In his writings, that faith without works is dead. There's got, what is the works? The works is the action on the Word of God. It's me believing. And so when the Word mixes with faith, I take action according to the Word of God. I receive the Word of God, and then it begins to work in my life. What if I say, you know what? Only orange juice quenches thirst. You're wasting your time with that water. Keep your water. I'd die in a desert. There's no orange juice. Buckets of water. No, see, faith without works is dead. So it's important today that our our faith, your faith, my faith, mix with the Word of God. I want us to pray right now. Before we do, here's what we're going to pray. We're going to pray, God, by your grace, I want you to activate faith. Now, you may be sitting here this morning, and you may say, I don't have faith. Well, that's not true. You say, Are you calling me a liar? No, I'm, I'm just telling you, you, do, you just don't know what you have. How do I know you have faith? Because the word of God says that there's a measure given to every man. There's a measure given to every man. Anybody heard about um, this virus going around? Anybody heard of that? Some of you have? Most of you? Okay. They, They say that the particles of this virus are too small to see without a microscope. The Bible says that if you and I will have faith, that's as the grain of a mustard seed. That's pretty big compared to these particles a lot of people are living their lives in fear of. The Scripture says, if I'll have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, I can speak to a mountain. Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and I'll have that which we ask. I have faith today that the Word of God is real. So we're going to pray, and we're going to pray, God, I want your Word to mix with faith in my heart today. And so by your grace, I'm asking you to stir up this measure of faith in me. Would you pray with me right now, Lord Jesus Christ? Come on, it's you talking to Him. It's you talking to Him in your own way, however that is. If you're able to talk, would you talk to Him? God, I'm asking you today, activate this measure of faith that your Word has told me you've given me. I believe your word, so I pray in each one of us, every man, every woman, every young man, every young lady, every girl, every boy, everyone old enough to hear and understand. I pray today the activating of the measure of faith that you've given us, that your word could mix with this measure of faith and accomplish what you desire it to do in each and every one of us. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, in Jesus' name and everybody said amen. I'd like to go to the book of Isaiah today. Isaiah chapter number 53. Isaiah chapter 53. I'm going to read several verses here this morning, so just bear with me as we read the Word of God. I think sometimes it's easy to Listen to the reading and go, well, I'm listening, but I'm waiting for them to start preaching. Um, Please don't do that. Listen to what the Word of God says. Let it mix with faith in your heart today. Hear what the Word of the Lord says. Isaiah 53, verse 1. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. And as a root out of a dry ground, he hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Did you catch that? When we see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. Verse 3. He is despised and he's rejected of men. He's a man of sorrows. He's acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Verse number four. Surely. Everybody say surely. That means most definitely. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he openeth not his mouth. That's a brutal passage of scriptures, isn't it? We, of course, know that it is prophetic some 700 to 750 years before the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ. But those verses speak of what the Lord Jesus Christ endured for you and I. Did you hear those words? He's borne our grief. You have grief? He's borne it. He's carried our sorrows. He was wounded for mine and your transgressions. You know, a transgression is when you go against the law or the direction of God. He was wounded not for his, but for mine and your transgressions. He was bruised for mine and your iniquities. He knew that we would choose our own way rather than his way. And so he was bruised for my iniquity so that I would see that there could be a way. With his stripes we're healed. Why would someone suffer all of these things? Verse 10 in the same chapter. Listen to what it says about God here. Isaiah 53, 10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. Why would it please the Lord to bruise Jesus Christ? Was he unkind? Did the Lord have some type of malicious intent that He got satisfaction out of seeing the Lord Jesus Christ be bruised and beaten with stripes and stricken and all these things that we just read about. Was there something in in the nature of God that got pleasure out of knowing that the Lord Jesus Christ was going to go through this? Apparently there was because the scripture says it pleased him. How could the suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ... Please, God Almighty. Ah, uh, Because he knew the end from the beginning. He knew the end from the beginning. When you understand the purpose of suffering, it changes everything. And God understood the purpose of the suffering. Bear with me. I know we're moving a little bit slow right now, but let the word get in. The book of Mark, chapter number 16 The book of Mark, chapter 16. Starting with verse number 15, Jesus is speaking. He's already died, been buried, rose again. He's getting ready to ascend into heaven. Verse 15, he said unto them, Go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Did you hear that? These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, everybody say in my name. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Do you believe the Word of God today? Do you believe the Word of God today? Acts chapter number 3. For those of you that are saying, is he just going to read today? I don't think so, but we'll see. I want you to hear the Word of God. Acts chapter 3, verse number 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask an alms. And Peter... Fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And the lame man looks up and he gave heed to them, expecting to receive something of them. Verse 6. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Who does Peter think he is? Who does Peter think he is? There's a man there that's lame that can't walk. And he's been laid there every day for years. And Peter and John pass this man that's lame laying there at the gate... They've passed him before because Peter and John went to the temple for prayer and this is what they were going to the temple for this day. And they pass him and the man does what he always does. The man asks for alms. And Peter stops this day rather than just going right on by. I don't know if maybe he'd thrown him some money along the way at different times. I don't know. But this day, Peter stops And he looks at the man sitting there that he's seen many times before. And Peter says to the man, look at us. He wanted to make sure he had his attention. And the man looks at Peter and John. And Peter addresses him and says, we don't have silver and we don't have gold. But what we do have, we will give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. Is that what the word said? What do you think was going through that man's mind? Can you imagine? I mean, I don't know how long it took Peter and John to say all that, but Peter said, We don't have silver and gold. I wonder if he's like, Well, I don't got time. Nay, Alm, oh, somebody else. I don't know. But Peter and John said, what we have, we'll give you. And he had his attention then. They're going to give me something. And Peter had the boldness in the Holy Ghost to say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the scripture says in verse number seven, and he took him by the hand and lifted him up and immediately his legs received strength, and he began to walk, and he went leaping and walking into the temple with Peter and John. What in the world just happened? I'll tell you what just happened. What was prophesied 750 years before by Isaiah that we read, What was prophesied in those words when he said, he bore our griefs, he carried our sorrows, he was despised of men, esteemed and stricken, all these things that happened to him. And with his stripes, we are healed. And when we read in Mark 16, where Jesus said, in my name, you'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover What happened? Peter believed the Word of God. He was filled with the Spirit of God. And Peter, by the name and the authority of the name of Jesus, paused and called the name of Jesus, took that man, and immediately the stripes that Jesus had already taken healed that man. This is the plan of God. It didn't just start in a day. 750 years before it happened, He prophesied it. Because God had a plan to rescue you and I from ourselves. To reconcile Him, to bring us into right relationship with God. To deliver us from griefs and sorrows and iniquity and sin and hurt and shame and brokenness and sickness and disease and addiction and infirmity. You name it. He died for it. It's already been paid for. This is what he did. Now, you can imagine if there's a man that's been sitting at a gate of a temple for years. And all of a sudden he comes dancing and leaping into the temple. It's going to get some people's attention. The scripture tells us, we read it there in Acts 3, they laid him daily at the gate. That means everybody that came to the temple regularly for prayer or for sacrifice or anything else, everyone who came and frequented the temple, they saw this man every day. You think people knew who he was? Think people recognized him? I'd say they did, wouldn't you? I mean, he was laid there every day. And it's in Jerusalem. People had a pattern of going to the temple. All of a sudden, do you understand why they laid him at the gate, right? The reason they laid him at the gate was because he was lame. And the Old Testament law said That if you were lame, you couldn't come into the temple. If you were lame, the closest you could get to the temple was the gate. And so because this man was lame, they brought him as close as they could to the temple. Right at the gate. I wonder how often he sat at that gate asking alms, but maybe everybody was inside praying. I wonder how many times maybe he just laid there at the gate and heard them in there praying. And thought, oh, I wish I could go in. I wish something was different in the law that would allow me to be picked up and carried in there. But he could only get as close as the gate. Only as close as the gate. And so, on this day, when he's healed and he comes in, people are looking like, we recognize that guy. But something's different. We never see him walking before. we always seen him laying down. We always saw him in his broken state. We always saw him in his state of lameness. I guess that's a word. We always saw him where he had no function in his legs. But the face matches, but the action doesn't fit. This man that seemed to have no life in his limbs is now walking and leaping and dancing. What a wonderful thing this is. What's happening? And they're looking and they're, they're wondering what's going on and they're trying to figure it out. And they can't believe it, but everybody recognizes him. And watch what happens. In chapter 3 of Acts, verse number 12. So Peter sees all these people looking at the guy because he's in the temple now. right? He's not at the gate anymore. He's not lame, and he's like, you know what? I can go in now. And he goes leaping and dancing into the temple. And so Peter sees everybody watching him, everybody looking at him. Verse 12, and Peter saw it. He answered the people. He said, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Why are you surprised by this? Or why do you look so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we made this man to walk? The God of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One, the just, and you desired a murderer to be granted to you. And you killed the Prince of Life, whom God raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And his name, everybody say his name. His name, through faith, In his name hath made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Peter fulfilled Mark 16. Peter fulfilled Isaiah 53. When he spoke the name of Jesus, that man was healed. The Lord Jesus told his disciples, in my name, you're going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And that's exactly what happened. And he was telling them, why are you surprised by this? We didn't do this. It's the power and the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you today, the same power is still in the name of Jesus The same authority is still in the name of Jesus. The power to heal. The power to deliver. The power to set free. The power to make whole. The power to wash away sin. It's all resident still in the name of Jesus. It's in the name. And so, Acts chapter 4. Watch what happens. Verse 5, Acts 4 and 5. And it came to pass on the morrow. Now it's the next day. People are still talking about this. It was a big deal. It came to pass on the morrow. The rulers, the elders, the scribes, and Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander. These are all the religious people. As many as were of the kindred of the high priest were gathered at Jerusalem. And when they'd set them in the midst, them as Peter and John, they put Peter and John in the middle of all these religious people. When they'd set them in the midst, they ask, notice their question, by what power or by what name have you done this? Where did you get the power or whose name are you using that caused this lame man to be able to walk? Then Peter, verse 8, filled with the Holy Ghost, said to them, You rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. I know we read a lot of Scripture this morning. And if you read stuff about sharing the Word, you're not supposed to read that much Scripture, I guess. We need to hear the Word of the Lord today. We can lay hold on the word of God. It's true. It's not true based on what I feel. It's true based on faith. And what I hold to in the word of God. There is healing power. There is delivering power. There is restorative power. In the name of Jesus Christ. God Almighty knew that you and I could not make a way for ourselves. He knew that left to ourselves, we would be in bondage of sin. Left to ourselves, we would be in infirmity, sickness, and disease. He knew that. And because He desired that we would not live in bondage, God robed Himself in flesh you understand this. God wrapped himself in flesh. The creator of mankind took on the form of his creation. He humbled himself, the Bible says, and became obedient to death, even the death of a cross. Why would God, who had power to do whatever He wanted, why would He humble Himself and take on the form of His creation? And then, even though He had the power, allow that very creation to whip Him, to beat Him, to put a crown of thorns on His head and to nail Him to a cross. Why would God allow that? You understand, Pilate looks at Jesus standing in the judgment hall. And Pilate says to him, do you know that I have the authority to bind you? And Jesus looks back at Pilate and he says, you have no authority. Except it's given to you by my Father. And Pilate, when he heard that, the Bible says he looked for a way to get out of that deal. He recognized there's something about this man that's not like any other man. Jesus, when He's hanging on the cross, the accusers and those that were mocking Him make the statement, if you're the Son of God, then why don't you come down off the cross? Question for you, could He have come down off the cross? did He have the power and the authority to come down off the cross? This is the same one who raised men from the dead. This is the same one who opened blinded eyes. This is the same one who caused people that were mentally out of whack and unstable to be restored whole. This is the one who caused deaf ears to be opened. This is the one who caused... Blind people to be able to see this is the same one. Do you think he could have said, you know what, I can come down. I'll prove it. I'll show you who I am. Couldn't he have done that? So why didn't he? Why didn't he show them who he was and just come off the cross? Well, that would have been a show, wouldn't it? They said, if you're, if you're the son of God, why don't you just come down? think he would have had their attention if he would have just lifted off that cross and came right down in front of him? his whole body was made whole would have made an impact there wouldn't it sure it would have but it would only impacted the few people that saw it happen and he understood i'm fulfilling the word of god from 700 to 750 years before i was wounded For transgressions I didn't commit. I was bruised for iniquities that were not my own. So that people can have peace, I was chastised. And so that people could receive healing, I've taken these stripes that's caused my back to be ripped to shreds. And I'm staying on this cross because the blood I'm shedding is the blood of a spotless lamb. And it's going to remit the sins of every generation of man that will allow the blood to wash them and remove their sin. You understand, He couldn't come down off the cross. He was bound by the Word of God to fulfill the will of God. I do not know where you are individually this morning. But I know what I have heard in the Holy Ghost... And I know that God is a healer, he is a deliverer, and this is the plan and the design of God. What if I told you that I need somebody with a good imagination? Hopefully you guys have good imaginations. For those that are under 10, I probably got the best imaginations there. We start losing our imagination when we get older for whatever reason. I need you to imagine with me that this is a... Um, what kind of car you want, Rigo? A Lamborghini. That wasn't Rigo, but there you go. See, the young child's imagination moves quicker than the old man. So, he said Lamborghini. All right, so you imagine... This is a Lamborghini. It's a base model. All right? And I told you, you can have it. It's yours. What's the first thing you're going to ask me? Huh? Where are the keys at? Very good. What else might you ask me? Where's the title? Okay, what else might you ask me? Huh? Huh? Am I serious? Okay. Anything else you might ask about this car you want? Huh? What's the catch? Yeah. Huh? Does it run? All right. Anybody interested in how much it costs? No? Yeah, Brother Josiah is interested in how much it costs. I never said it was free. Did I say it was free? I said you can have it. (laughs) Haven't you ever been to a car lot and the dealer said, hey, you can have this car today if you'd like? Yeah, that's the first question you ask, right? How much? Right? How much? What's the cost? What's the catch? What's in it? Here's the deal. If I told you, you know what? Oh, there's a cost. There's a cost. This is a $280,000 Lamborghini. That's the cost. How many of you are still interested? Right? But then what if I told you, oh, but it's already been paid for. It's paid for already. Someone else paid for it. Now, are you interested? Keys are here, titles here, and it's been paid for. Are you interested now? See, what we read in Isaiah chapter 53, what it prophesied, and what the Lord Jesus Christ already did, is exactly that. It's already been paid for. Your healing. That you need in your body. Your healing that you need in your mind. It's already been paid for. The restoration that you're wanting in your life. It's already been paid for. The deliverance that you need from addiction, from bondage, from sin, from the trappings of this world, it's already been paid for. The cost was paid. That was what Calvary was. That's what the stripes were. That's what the beating post that he was tied to where they whipped him within an inch of his life and his back was no longer looking like a back it was just shredded flesh and muscle and blood pouring down and the crown of thorns on his head that covered his face with blood and the beating that he took on his face and the whipping that The Scripture says He was no longer even recognizable because He was so whipped and beaten. What was that? That was Jesus Christ paying the price for what He knew you and I would need. And He's saying, I've paid for your sin. I've paid for your iniquity. I've paid so you could have peace. I've paid so you could have healing. The only thing you have to do is be willing to say, I'll receive Your Word. I need healing in my life. I need deliverance in my life. I need the Spirit of God to begin working in my life and wash these things from me, to cleanse me, to deliver me. What have I got to do? There's no cost. I simply have to acknowledge in faith. Would you stand with me here this morning? And would you begin to talk to the Lord right there where you are? In the name of Jesus, come on, would you talk to Him? In the name of Jesus, I don't know if it's someone here or if it's someone that the Lord knows that would be watching online or elsewhere later. I just know what was so clear and resounding in the Holy Ghost today. That God is desiring to bring healing into a life. God is desiring to bring healing into a life. And if you and I will allow the Word to mix with faith, by the name and the authority of the name of Jesus Christ, there is healing. It's already been paid for. There is deliverance. It's already been paid for. In the name of Jesus, there is peace for your mind. It's already been paid for. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we worship you. Come on, would you reach to Him right now? Would you reach to Him and acknowledge whatever it is you need in your life? Would you be willing to be honest before the Lord? express your heart to Him in faith. God, I need the work of Your Spirit in my life. I make choices that aren't always the right choices. But if Your Word is true, and I believe it is, You can deliver me from myself. You've already paid the price for my liberty. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hear me today. There's no sickness that's greater than the stripes He already took. In the name of Jesus. Come on, cancer is subject to the name of Jesus. Diabetes is subject to the name of Jesus. Broken limbs are subject to the name of Jesus. Mental disorders are subject... To the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray healing. I pray healing in the name of Jesus. Let there be a breaking of the bonds of the adversary. And let the flow of the Spirit of God. And the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Sweep through every heart that would hear and receive. And let the work of the Spirit of God be done. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name. I'm just waiting on Him today. Come on, would you talk to Him with me? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus, I curse the cancer at the root. In the name of Jesus, I pray healing and wholeness. In the name of Jesus, the stripes that have already been taken, the price that has already been paid, I pray by the name and the authority of the Word of God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Itamaye kororobositi di aramakaha. Iele Di Aramasiolobo Korea Namasito Lobo Siana Maha Niki Lobositi Kumalioto Yesitiama In the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Hallelujah hallelujah hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, I trust in you today. I worship you today, Father. I stand on your word that cannot fail. Let God be true and every man a liar. Let God be true and every man a liar. In the name of Jesus, I stand on and I trust in your word. I receive that which you've already paid for. I receive that which you've already paid for. In the name of Jesus, I command sickness and disease and infirmity and affliction to go. According to your word, we declare it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want to give you opportunity today, if you need healing in your body. If you need healing in your body. And if you're comfortable with it, I'm going to ask you to come, and we're going to pray with you. The Scripture says, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. The Scripture says, if there's any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. They'll anoint with oil. Lay hands on the sick, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise them up. If you're sick today, or if you need healing in your body, I'm not going to take a long time here. I'm just giving opportunity. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to ask my wife to come. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? We're not making a show or a spectacle. We're just simply going to obey the Lord today. There's some of you here, you've got, you've, you've accepted You've accepted disease in your body. You've accepted it. You say, well, this is, just a, this is just a sickness I've got. I just have to cope with it and deal with it and manage it. I don't believe that's the will of God. I mean, we could probably have a one-on-one conversation about that if you believe it's the will of God for you to have infirmity in your body. But the Word tells me He's already paid for your healing. In Jesus' name. Now, see, if we, were, if we were trying to create a show, we could do a whole lot of dramatic, theatric stuff right now. I'm, not into, I'm standing on the Word of God today. We stand on the Word of God in faith. We don't operate in dramatics. We need the Spirit of God to have His way this morning. There are people standing here right now in faith. And so we're going to pray in faith for these people this morning and believe the Spirit of God to honor His Word and do what He said. In Jesus' name. All right? Praise God. If you're not up here, then I'm asking you to be praying there where you are. And if you decide that you want to come up here during this time and be prayed for, then by all means, take that opportunity. There's healing here today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is healing here today. Not because I said so, but because the Word of God has declared it in Jesus' name. Come on, let's begin to pray.